Hey everyone, in this episode, me, Depeche Node, and Easy Eats Bodega discuss the death of the profile picture NFT project, meaning the transition from a focus on just simply pure play NFTs to other styles of NFT. Obviously, the profile picture is always going to be around to some capacity. You look at notable projects like Board API Club, CryptoPunks, Moonbirds, Doodles, and it's obvious that all of those are PFP projects. Projects, but it's clear that the market is desiring more than just that these days. And we dive into that and where we see the market going. As always, this content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. In this episode, we are diving into the death of the PFP NFT project. As usual, nothing in this video is financial advice. We're not financial advisors. The NFT space is insanely risky. So always do your own research. And as always, if you enjoy the content, hit the like button, smash the subscribe button, really helps us out. And as usual, this content sponsored by FTX. Sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. Gentlemen, to Patch Node, Easy Eats Bodega, we are talking about the evolution and maturity of the NFT space, you know, the end of the PFP project as we know it. I'm very, very curious uh, to hear both of your thoughts on this. You know, Node, uh, you've got quite a few PFP projects yourself. Uh, when you say death of PFP, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, that wasn't my idea. Whose idea was that? That was Easy's. <laughs> Definitely Easy's. No, uh, <laughs> the... I think just, you know, we're in, an, we're in an interesting era, right, where you can no longer just launch a PFP and, you know, expect it to just do amazing, right? So now is the time where all these communities and all these PFPs, they have to execute on the roadmap. And uh, nobody's, nobody, can, nobody can create a roadmap that's incredible enough anymore to live up to the hype, right? So it's an interesting uh, kind of dilemma that we're in where, the market's maturing. People are having to uh, execute on what they said they would do. And then they've got to announce things that get people excited enough uh, about their PFP projects. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting time. Yeah, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head, right? Because obviously, you know, we called this the death of PFPs. But at the end of the day, right, um, you know, it's not like PFPs are actually dead. What we're saying is any old PFP project that's made by a random Anon team is not automatically going to sell out. Basically, $2 million was on the table to, for anybody that was able to uh, get the art going for a 10K PFP collection and the smart contract built, uh, and then a very minimal amount of marketing between, you know, November 2021 or October, September 20, even earlier than that, like just basically most of 2021 through Q1 2022, you could just make 2 million bucks knocking out a PFP project like that. The big projects in the NFT space, not fine art wise, like not on the fine art side, Board API Club, Moonbirds, Doodles, uh, you know, you can name more names. Those are all still PFP projects. The difference is that they're backed by actual builders, they're proper startup companies, and there's going to be something that's actually delivered. I think that's the biggest thing here. Like you gotta, the bets for these PFPs is more than just the fact that they're a PFP. I had a good talk today with uh, a few people who were trading asking about, they have some bags. We're curious what my price targets were for things like mutants, moonbirds, some of these other projects. And like, I still think we go much lower because like the only real value we've gotten so far is more NFTs and more money in the, in the JPEG ecosystem. Yeah. It's like, I still think there has to be something 
that gives us more outside of that. Like I think NFT NYC was a great example. Moonbirds had an amazing party from what I've heard. Uh, everyone was a big fan of Ape Fest, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think a lot of these projects, as more events, even like quarterly start happening, like Art Basel in December is going to be big. There has to be a show out for a few projects. And I think the ones that do well there are going to see some more upward potential. So it, it's almost like this ecosystem of PFPs is slowly fading at this point. And that goes for both chains. It, it really comes more down to like, what experiences do you get from this? And not just like, oh, it's, it's free stimulus airdrops every time, which I know people love, but there has to be more to it to sustain a PFP project, you know? Yes, yeah, my up. Solana bags are down bad, dude. <laughs> that my freaking famous fox. I can't, dude. I can't do it. I can't hang in that ecosystem. I, I really hope pissing me off too. That's a whole different conversation, uh, dude. I hope, I hope, I hope uh, it succeeds, but always stays small because, like, if it overtakes ETH, I'm screwed, dude. I'm just done for. I, happens, I, I'm like, going to retire. Culture shift, you know. I'll, like you will I'll get be like forced to resign. <laughs> you'll get the SMBs. You'll get the projects that are like bigger names here that are going to try to do stuff. This project does worry me a little bit because <clears> I love these damn things. But they're selling the devs are selling the project to the DAO. So like this is a perfect example. At the moment, this is quite literally just a PFP project. There's no other value. There's it's no the value. PFP project of Solana. That's the thing. Like we talk about the intrinsic value of CryptoPunks and how these are just like a lot more than a PFP. This is the same idea for like SMBs. This was like the first big followed Solana project that became like the PFP. But it doesn't have the same history as CryptoPunks. CryptoPunks no from it from 2017. So yeah, that, you gotta remember, punks were a free mint and sat dormant in a lot of people's wallets for an extended period of time. Yeah, there's I mean, a bunch it, that are lost, right? There's probably a good chunk. Of all of supply. Like 147, I think, is the number that hasn't been accessed in multiple years. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's at least some of them. Assume like those are gone. Yeah. Because if someone sat on those for four years and then still didn't log in during NFT mania the last year, that's a little bit more concerning. It's the same thing as Bitcoin. Early Bitcoin got lost in droves, lost hard drives, lost seed phrases. I just like 0.5 Bitcoin I sent uh, back in like 2014 for whatever the hell I was doing with it back then. And I'm like, dude, that was even probably before that 2013. I was like, what the fuck did I even spend this on? You look at it now and it's like, that was that had to be the dumbest thing I ever bought. <laughs> like, ever. Probably. Yeah. I mean, so on Solana, you've got projects like D Gods, for example, right? And D Gods is a super hot PFP project. Uh, shout out to Frank from D Gods, who's, who pops up on Easy Show from time to time. Is there more to this PFP project? Yeah. Okay, there is. This is, a, this is a lot more than a PFP project, in my opinion. Like the PFP is the icon, is the image, is like the main face of it. But Frank's trying to just build out a ton of other stuff. You have Dust Labs coming out as like an incubator, similar to Frank passing through Y Com Combatinator, whatever you say. Y, y Combinator. Yeah. Y Combatants, baby. Let's go. Let's go to <laughs> war. But he is doing a lot of stuff with that. So he's also like launching a new scholarship program to drive like more incentives for Whitelist, which is kind of cool. It's nomination based and given to people who are like a little bit more in the space, maybe not like plugged in with wealthy pockets or projects to get that. But it's also like they're just trying to create new stuff. Like his pinned tweet right now is like, we tried some shit, some shit failed, we're going to keep doing shit. And it's like, that's exactly what it is. They're taking swings. And like, yeah, I think the comments are great. Frank also just makes you want to give him all your money. Like that's probably the best way to describe it. The guy has a voice. And last night he went into depth about like the team he has behind him, the artists, the devs. And I mean, the rumors floating around that they're probably going to get some VC funding. 
That's not confirmed by any means, but it sounds like there's some raise that happened, which is interesting because that'll be the first sole project that really has like a public raise. Sure, games have had it, but it, this is an interesting take because this feels like it's, it's going to be like the apes or the moonbirds that are much more utility and not so much like a punk. Like this feels like something, I went to their event. Their event was unreal. Like that was probably my favorite event at NFT NYC aside from our own was the D-Gods party. Like they just understood their audience and really made it feel like we were just there to have a good time. So for me, I'm like, this is this is nice. Like this is a project I want to buy into. Had a little bit to drink and ended up buying two that night. Probably not the you, best decision. <laughs> really? Two of these? Dude, I nice. spent like fifteen hundred soul on the two. I bought two way above floor OTC. Like it was such a bad thing. These were three soul, right? When they minted, weren't they three soul? And there was three like soul, the paper souls one fifty. And the, the, yeah, it was three soul tax. Yeah, the paper handed tax. Dude, I remembered I tried to mint these. I was there trying to mint these and I missed it. And I was so mad that I just passed. And now I'm an idiot, of course. Because that paper-handed tax actually worked, dude. Debatable. They actually turned it off. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. So that was why it flew. Because when those minted, they ended up having what was called like exiled D-Gods or something where there was an issue with it and they didn't make it to an official collection. Ended up doing a remint. That remint went sub-mint for about two months. And last no night, way. Frank was talking about how he was like, we debated rugging, we debated selling, we debated giving up on it because this was down so bad. And every day I got lit up for like failing. And he's like, for three months, we kept failing. And then they pumped to eight, nine soul when they finally started releasing stuff. And then they pumped to 400 where they are now. I think now they're down to like three, but still these things ripped after that. I have a video on the nifty of me talking about them at eight soul saying, yeah, dust is dropping. These are going to bang. I bought none of them at that time, like an absolute moron. And the next month they went to 160. So it was like all the signs were on the wall. I did my own research and I still faded Frank and I just, I can never do it again. Oh no. All right. Well, you know, that's an example of a Solana project that is a PFP, but it has, you know, a quality builder. You don't know, when we talk about the depth of PFPs, is there a direction that you think that the market can go in besides just pure play fine art uh, that's outside of the NFT, the PFP realm? Because I'm just thinking about all the Silicon Valley people and the innovators that will potentially get into the NFT space. How are they going to do it without a PFP? I mean, when you look at the top collections, it looks like this Wizards thing that I, I think just came out. I don't know know about it that looks like it's pfp related possessed pfp board api club you already know here's some metaverse land other deed okay then right back to pfp 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 like look at this it just keeps on going so like where do we go i i honestly like i still think most of the value from a pfp project comes from people's identity right like you just wanting to be associated with it that's yes. it it's just like that's it so like I identify as a moonbird, right? Or as a punk. Like, like Moonbird is so, so damn good for this. Like, talk about nail head, like owls, man. Like, think about the owl is wisdom, right? And then they put all these cool traits and made it pixel art. Slam dunk, uh, Kevin Rose. Wait, and it's, yeah, it's just the vibe of like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm into tech, right? It's like, it's a little bit different than, you know, all the apes out there just smoking weed, running around, you know, doing their thing at Ape Fest, you know, like, it was it was cool. Like I sat down and I met awesome people there. Like I met the private chef for this guy for like the C, like the CEO of this like really big company that you would definitely know. And we just had a great conversation. David Blaine like walks up to us like right and right. I'm like, dude, like 
it was so cool. Best. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Uh, and and I didn't have a freaking quarter. So I don't know. Like I think I still think that the moving forward, like there there will always probably like I still think there's going to be uh some kind of desirable pfp just because people want it like they just want to be part of the club um but i think it's going to take a while for another one to emerge just because i you know we need new audience we need new blood to come in uh so what i think is definitely dead and maybe you know maybe i'm wrong but all of these like all these ones that talk about lore you know and like they just that's all they talk about is like lore and there's these like world and you're not sure what's happening it's not necessarily a game but it's just lore i I don't know i don't know that those uh that those have it you know i think you need like goblin town goblin town that one's different enough for me that i i'm still holding mine uh down sort of bad on that one but that one's for that that one's uh that one's interesting just because it's so different like and it's like okay this is an adventure i'd i'd be willing to jump on but it doesn't require like some crazy investment of my time, you know, like so that but but yeah, I think in general, uh, like a lot of these projects that are between like zero and two ETH that are just uh, they've got some kind of story and you're supposed to follow along. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know uh, that the future is very bright for them. It's tough to it's tough to make any sort of predictions with this stuff. I'm also looking at this top 30 on OpenSea, and Jesus, we are in a weird fucking place with the NFTs right now. How are Miladies still around, dude? <sighs> it's like the like, 4chan. It. Uh, it's just so, so weird. That project is that it, they bother the hell out of me. We did like a deep dive <laughs> in the Discord when they first started minting, and a few of us ended up in like this Twitter community. And some of the stuff that they were posting was crazy, man. Like, that, it's an I think the 4chan of Twitter is probably the best way to describe it. Like, the stuff that they, the memes, the posts, it's, it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm definitely not into it. Um, Townstar, I mean, that's more like gaming utility. So I think a lot of people expect gaming slash metaverse to be a category. That's what Other Deed falls into, Sandbox, I believe Townstar. Um, this Gossamer seed that is just coming out now, uh, <laughs> Pretty cool, right? I mean, this is different. Like entertainment industry folks with a bunch of Oscars and all that, Academy Award winners coming through the NFT space. Somebody's going to get it right. I believe that those entities need to partner with... I mean, it looks great. Those entities need to partner with somebody that's Web3 native so that 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 person can explain to them how to properly drive value to the digital assets because they can handle all this, like the art side, the, the graphic side, but they need, you know, they need that coaching. Yeah. Unlike, uh, Kevin Hart's, uh, uh, little, like three days ago, he, he's like, Hey, I've been diving into the web three rabbit hole. And then two days ago, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm building now. Then yesterday he launches a Discord, so it's like, dude, that's uh, well, he's going to be per- play too. Going to be perfect cash grab for him, perfect. And shame on anyone who goes in and loses all their money. You know, you <laughs> totally just deserve it. It's as somebody commented on my tweet and they were like, "Hey, uh, I just sent him three ETH and got it over with, so I got stuff to do today." I was like, "That's a genius, <laughs> great comment, dude." Yeah, <laughs> do that. <laughs> just send it directly to Kevin Hart. You know. Hey, Kevin, give you give me your ETH address. He probably would give it to you. Now, look, so obviously Kevin Hart's a funny guy. The the 
uh, moment that I knew that he specifically was like a cash grab type person is, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. He went on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. And if you listen to that show, it's a sh it's like three hours long a lot of the time. And most of the people go on there just to have a good conversation and make really good content. When Kevin Rose, I mean, uh, Kevin Hart went on, it was like a sales pitch. And it's like, dude, that's not what this podcast is about but he's like one of the biggest stars in the world so i'm assuming you know like that's not who joe rogan has on every day but it just feels so different when you listen to somebody that's basically shilling compared to the normal uh just content focused guests that that a podcast like that has so i definitely would not be buying kevin hart's nft unless he really shows us something that we're not expecting He's going to show us his wallet address and then he will never be seen again. His metaverse is going to be great. You'll be able to log in and it'll crash every time. I'm really excited for whatever he has up his sleeve. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look, you're a funny guy, Kevin. We'll see what the story is. Uh, when you look at the fine art side, this one just will not go away. The currency by Damien Hurst. You have this right note. No, no, this is one I missed on. I, I, uh, I honestly, I didn't know anything about Damien Hurst when it came out, right? And then I never paid enough attention. So I was too busy living in Art Block's world and too hyped on those mints to pay attention to this. I uh, wish I had one. Maybe I'll buy one if ETH goes to, you know, 500 and this maintains. Sorry? When is the burn for this? Do we know? I, I believe it's in July. It's scheduled for July. So incoming burn Tomorrow. on the currency yeah tomorrow <laughs> it's just tomorrow yeah like you have to think it's gonna pump into the burn i mean this is like a year in the making with that you know like you have to think so Either it pumps into the burn or if you actually really just like the piece you buy it after get a digital frame and throw it up anyway because it's gonna tank after the burn so like that's kind of the the situation I mean, this is an interesting one though because art and the way it trades trades in its own entire dynamic like if the burn ends and all of a sudden people are like, oh shit, you can never get a physical again. These digital ones are going to skyrocket. It could theoretically pump, like, especially because now the supply is much lower. This is one that I, I truly have no idea like what to analyze it on. If it tanks after that burn, it might be a decent grab. Like it's still a Hearst and you can still get it put up somewhere. You know what I mean? How many yeah. of these, how many are there in total? There are 2,200 left. Nick burned one to get a physical, and he still holds a digital one. Okay, yeah, that's actually decent. Not not too crazy supply at this at this stage, you know. Like, look at the unique ownership seventeen hundred on twenty two hundred. It's pretty uh pretty solid. Dang, there's not there's not that many that are that like. That's probably the highest unique ownership I've seen. That's pretty good, man. Like I I my issue like with uh, a lot of the art stuff like Squiggles, for example. I love Squiggles, but there's a lot of them. There's like ten thousand of them. So. They've they've honestly like they pumped recently, but they stayed flat basically for the entire year, like the past year. So uh, I I kind of like that those one one thousand like uh, supply uh, generative art collections. That seems to be kind of the sweet spot. It's just enough for like a community to form around them, but not too much that you know it's it's totally inflated. So yeah, I mean these these are it's I guess it's knocking on knocking on a ten ETH floor, which is which is higher it's than crazy. for a long time. But uh, I mean, it, it was it was above this a while ago, right? And it, it's been kind of hovering between. It's been ranging between basically six and ten ETH for uh, the better part of a year. So, but man, they look good. Like the more I look at them, the, what I like about them is they kind of feel like a. It's like a signature. You know what I mean? It's like a little signature. So you have your own, and you can kind of. It, it's yours, right? Like 
just like anything else, but it does feel more like a signature than anything, right? Like you could, I could imagine like this turning into signing in Ethereum and you can sign with your squiggle and it's like yours, you know, that'd be sick. Like, yeah. When, when did these release? This was the first art blocks, correct? Yeah. This is like the first art blocks released by Snowfro, you know, the creator, like he meant investor these. in the nifty shout out to Snowfro. Oh yeah, dude. And and if you guys, if anyone was at the uh, at VCon and you listened like to him, like dude, that guy is so smart, like and awesome. Him like, and Tyler Hobbs spoke, right? Yeah, they crushed it, just absolutely crushed it. Smartest guys. I mean, dude, in my opinion, they're the smartest guys that were on the stage the entire event. And I was like, okay, I need to get back into art because I ah, I just love everything they're talking about as like a broader movement and everything. So the thing that hear Snowfro talk though too was like. He talked about how he generated it and how it like the algorithm behind it was interesting. Like you could tell it was a lot more thought that went into this than just like, here's a, a line that that flashes, you know, like it oh, was totally to hear from a technology standpoint, how he created the art. I was like, this is so dope. And yeah. And like, you know, he was just creating it. He wasn't trying to make these turn into something crazy valuable either. Right. Like that's why the, the mint was he had 10,000. Right. Like he's like, OK, there's just. I'll do this and then anybody can kind of have one, right? And they're not supposed to be too expensive. And then that 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 story has now changed. Um, but what's cool is that he left, you know, he held back a bunch uh, for minting. And so people can still, like when he wants to, he'll give out more mints because it hasn't hit its cap yet. So I think there's like 90 something, it's like 9,000 something, right? But I think he has a total cap of like 10K. So every once in a while, he like gives some away and new people get a mint, get a mint these, which I think is a really cool idea when you think about it. It's like holding holding part of your collection back and then letting people mint later to like continue to you know offer that surprise and delight factor. Yeah, I think it's cool too. Um, you know, speaking of surprise and delight, I got to shout out our sponsor FTX. News came out this afternoon after the morning show that FTX it is, is going to. They're buying BlockFi. So add another another friggin' uh, entity on the list that's just about to get acquired, absorbed by Sam Bankman-Fried. It's like one of those anime cartoons where the boss just keeps absorbing more people and getting bigger and stronger. FTX just claiming more market share, dominating the crypto market. Sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty. Yeah, you got the BlockFi credit card. Well, that's about to be now the, the FTX, FTX credit, credit card, baby. Can you turn that card around real quick? What's the back set? Boom. <laughs> there you go. Um, you yeah, probably block could, like, someone's going to like find it in the reflection of the painting, dude. It's great. Consider it Block FTX. Demi just said BlockFi CEO said that wasn't true. <laughs> we'll see. It was no, reported as he, he posted it. It was like, whoever's coming out with this, it's not. I think the reason he posted that is because it's not just 25 mil. I think yeah, it's yeah. 275 mil. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's 25 mil. It's yeah. like, dude, no. It's like, it's. Can you believe the journalism these days? Is they literally. Mil for a $4.9 billion evaluation less than a year ago. Yeah. If you sell it for that cheap, you are the worst trader of all time. Ever. Yeah. Like, let it go to zero at that point. Yeah. OXB1 the, the tweeted thing is, about it. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, like, isn't it? It might actually be like the 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 goodwill value is 25 million and the 250 is like the liability, right? So it's yeah. like they're just take like the actual value of the business, like that they might walk away with is 25 mil. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. Well, what did they buy? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Hopefully buy? they got customers and 
I don't know, lending and stuff. Had to have well, they it. bought they bought this credit card that I have, right? So there, there's that, you know. The APY is about to be 75%. They yeah, bought they increased market share. Things. They bought uh, an established legal war over securities law because of what BlockFi was going through. But $275 million, I feel like, is probably fair value. The $25 million headline is so dumb. It just shows the, the caliber of journalism we have. Blo FTX just gave BlockFi a $250 million loan. That's what everyone's not reporting. And that $250 million is turning into equity. And then FTX has given them another $25. So it's $275. Wake up, tech journalists. Learn how to do like one minute of math and research. People hammer us about research. We're a freaking podcast. We do it every day. It's 50% for entertainment, you bunch of jackasses. If you're actually <laughs> writing articles for like TechCrunch and shit, you have to get that stuff right when you're like breaking news on an acquisition. Wake up. But anyway, so to wrap up on the death of PFPs, you got to actually have something to, to build or have something to say in the NFT space now, although we're still seeing some random bullshit pump in NFTs. It really is amazing to me that you can still do a seven-figure primary sale haul in the throes of a bear market with barely any kind of foundation. It'll pump to a half ETH and then it pulls back to 0.1 before it slowly trickles down to zero. Uh, any closing thoughts, gentlemen, about uh, PFPs and where we go from here? I'm actually interested in something going on now. A few people mentioned that the doodles auction for those buckets. This is one that I'm fascinated about because that project has really been like the forefront of conversation at the moment when it comes to like RPFPs dying because they're quite literally trying to appeal to a million plus people. The rumors right now, is it going to flow? Is it going to soul? What's, what's the location? Where is it moving? This is interesting to me because like this was a 10 ETH plus floor. I think it even hit 20, right? 20 was the floor at one point for these. For Doodles, 25, dude. I was live on YouTube with Pio, and I yeah. delisted it like an idiot. Oh, my and, God. And uh, thinking they were going to 30, and that was yeah. the Pico top. How about this, this uh, Doodles auction? Very innovative approach. Are you guys going to place bids? No, I'm passing on this entirely. Like, If I'm going to go for something in the Doodles ecosystem, this is where I'd be looking for like a duplicator or something that we know we're getting a, a PFP from because this... Their entire brand is currently around like getting to a lot of people, making a lot of people comfortable with taking on that PFP. And I think like with this box dropping for whatever these buckets are, you're going to see duplicator price drop because it's now getting put on the back burner. You're going to see doodles price drop and more funds from that ecosystem are going to be going towards this bid for whatever this is. So right now, if like I'm trading to get into the ecosystem, I'm looking at duplicators on a push down because they're just adding more NFTs to the ecosystem. I'm like hopeful that, oh yeah, Wabi City don't get a PFP from it. So I'm not even sure what it does, but I think that's something there to look at. My bigger concern with this is, I believe it's Poopy Cat came from the NBA Top Shot community, which had massive dilution issues. Like, well, we he, he original no, he came from Flow, and he, oh. uh, and he, yeah, but I feel like you got to learn from that mistake, right? And he also was on the Crypto Kitties team. So he's like an OG OG. Yeah, but that's my concern too, is like, if your now goal is to get this into as many people's hands as you can, Aren't you worried that the price action is going to reflect similar to Top Shot? Like a lot of things become worthless and it's more just a, a game of mass appeal. I was in that conversation, I was having a few people earlier as well. The question came up like these VC funded projects, there is some concern, in my opinion, that their only goal is to increase bottom line and in revenue, which could just be releasing more NFTs. 
Right, but I have to think that the new model is going to be something in the direction of trying to figure out a way to get as many uh, NFTs to as many people as possible for a low cost while still making the core original NFTs, aka like the original Doodles collection, and I guess the Duplicator now is the companion collection, you know, the the penultimate asset in the ecosystem. So I think that's going to be the the way that this shakes out for the winners. I think the losers fuck it up, but I think for the winners, uh, that'll be how it works out. And I wouldn't be surprised if Doodles uh, is in the group of winners. It's hard to say, and it's hard to predict the future, especially in the NFT space, especially when this technology is being iterated on and drastically changing You know, every six months. It's a wild time. Um, but I understand your skepticism. Oh, no, no. It's, it's clothing for the doodles in the box. And okay, so I understand it's not a direct PFP, but it's going to be a tradable market. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on with it. So, I mean, I'm just not sure. It's, it's tough to really have a, a concrete idea here for what's actually happening. What are these bids yeah. at? I think, it, I think right now, <clears throat> if you look at the bottom, scroll down a little bit, P.O., you can see the... Uh, Pranks is at 190 for the top bid. Yeah, right there. It has a current price there, 0.25. So that's the current floor in order for you to get uh, get one of these. And I, there's there's 24,000 of them. That's the only my only concern, right? I actually I have one already. I went and went to their went to their factory, right? And in, in at NFT NYC, and that's what you had to wait in line for to get. You could go and buy one of these. So I bought one of these for 123 bucks. So it looks like I'm You have one? Yeah. I mean, oh. they, they, I have the, I have like the right to one or whatever. Like they don't give it to you right away, but you, I, you like give, I paid with it with my credit card and then they, they send you an email that says, Hey, you've got access. You get one of these for this, for this price or whatever. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then everyone else, this is the public auction. So that's what, that's what their little factory was doing. Like you could buy merch, you could look at their cool little stuff that they had, and then you could buy one of these things, uh, with your, with your credit card. Uh, which was interesting. So I, I just, I, I think it's interesting. I love, I love what they're doing as a brand. Again, uh, this goes back to that same debate we talk about all the time, which is, you know, what's good versus for the brand versus what's good for the holders. And that's what's, that's what's really hard. It's hard to know. I like doodles. I, I'm, I'm bullish on them as a whole. I, I don't know what to do with my current assets, to be honest. Like I've got one doodle, I've got one duplicator, and I've got one of these Genesis boxes. Um, and I'm honestly not 100% sure what to do. You got to decide how many NFTs you want, Node. You got all the good stuff, buddy. You're going to have to pick <laughs> gotta... if you want to cut any of them or just see them through. I did. Well, I, I just did that with uh, Pixel Vault. I cut it all and got a Clonex. Oh, so I'm, I I like that. I like. Yeah, the... you cut it all and you got a Clonex. So more NFTs. Well, I went from like 30 or 50 of those 50 PV NFTs to one Clonex. So uh, that's, and Clonex is a lot easier to like, you know, keep keep up with so i don't have to like play their game and everything so uh yeah i it's interesting though i will see I, I might i might sell this i don't know if i'm into like trying to figure out what to do with clothing that's i mean i never got into 10 ktf because i just don't know what to do like i don't know what to do so i need something simple just give me uh give me some fine art give me one pfp and and some real cool you know utility and identity and let's let's call it good you know
Yeah, I like 10KTF. I'm a 10KTF guy. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the death of PFPs. Make sure you follow Easy Eats Bodega and Depeche Node on Twitter. Both of their handles are on state on screen. Easy's show, Solana Made Easy, on Twitter is starting in 22 minutes, so check that out if you're interested in learning about the Solana ecosystem. Uh, as always, this content is sponsored by FTX. Sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your FTX mobile app. FTX is just it's that it's like that grim reaper um you know meme where he's knocking on the different doors first it was seven percent of robin hood now it's it's uh block who knows what they're coming for next watch out for it thanks for watching everyone subscribe to the channel you already know see you later